0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Psy Effect, a show that deals with hot topics from all directions. And now, introducing the funny, the talented, the charismatic, the captivating, the woman who tells it like it is, your host, I am Zy. The Side Psy Effect Radio Show. I am Psy, your host. I want to shout out all of my supporters on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Gosh, what am I forgetting? iTunes, Black Planet. <laughs> don't laugh. Yeah, I said Black Planet. Some of y'all are still on Black Planet. Don't front like you don't have a Black Planet account. <laughs> but on to the show. Tonight's guest is Dawn, the self esteem Queen. Dawn has become known for her ability to get people out of the victim mindset immediately. An internationally recognized rescue of teenage prostitutes and runaways, motivational speaker, author, and mentor, Dawn, the self esteem Queen, uses her experience with trials to mentor, minister, and coach people all over the world. One of today's leading experts on team mentoring, self-esteem enhancement, and servant leadership, Dawn's mission in life is to teach individuals how to be better human beings by learning to seek, say, and live in the truth. Dawn recently appeared on The Maury Show, and today she's going to tell us what the experience was like, as well as answer some of the questions from her fans from Twitter, so stay tuned, don't go anywhere, and we'll be right back with dawn the self esteem queen right after this. what up y'all it's comedian Randy Perry, and you listen to the radio show radio radio show. Hi you off the chain, baby. Do you have what it takes to be a guest on the Sci-Effect Radio Show? Email the Effect at com for consideration. Welcome to the Sci-Effect, Dawn, the self-esteem queen. Hey, Don. Hi, how how are you today? I'm great. I'm just excited to be speaking with you, Andre. You've been doing so many Great themes over the past couple of months. Welcome to the side effect.
1: Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be on your show today, seriously.
0: Oh man, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Now, first, Dawn, tell us about your name, Don the Self Esteem Queen. How did you come up with that?
1: Well, a lot of people think that my name is some sort of moniker, like some sort of marketing ploy. But the reality is that the Self Esteem Queen is who I became. After I relinquished the need to be a victim of my circumstances. And I used to be, I used to have very low self-esteem. I used to be a cutter. I am a suicide survivor. And so when I got to the point where I took my life back and I made a decision to really focus on loving myself, I really became a lover of my own self-esteem. And that developed a self-esteem queen.
0: What made you start sharing your story with others in hopes to help them?
1: Well, I've actually been sharing my story for years. When I was a teen on the streets in Compton, I used to mentor other teenagers on the streets. Like, I was still very positive and upbeat because i led two different lives. So by day, I was, you know, semi-popular in high school, so I had that life. And then by night... I was a teen prostitute. But the thing was, I was a motivator then. You know, it was like I was the one motivating even the ones that were older than me. You know, they just, you know, I have this camaraderie thing, this family sort of feel for a very long time. So I've been sharing my story for years and years and years.
0: Wow. Now, you mentioned that you were on the streets of California as a prostitute. I read that you were gang-banging, selling drugs, you know, you were doing it up, what happened in your life that made you say, okay, I can't live like this anymore?
1: Okay, well, I don't want anybody to think that I was like, you know, um, <laughs> some, like, high salutin gang banger. You know, I basically, mm-hmm. when, I, when I was in high school in one city, um, I was 13 and sort of, rebellious, kind of, you know, against my mom's relationship with her new boyfriend. And so I Mm -hmm. hung out with the wrong crowd. I started selling speed, And I was in the ninth grade doing that. And then when I got to Uh the 11th grade, um, I was, by that time I was in Compton. And I sort of, you know, got a, I lived in an area where you weren't supposed to wear red, and I didn't know that. And so I sort of became, I was in a gang, you know, just by neighborhood. And then that gang became, you know, sort of my family. And, you know, it sort of has just been this thing where, I mean, that really has been my life. Like, you know, I, I find people, I develop, I move on. I find people, I develop, I move on. Everywhere that I'm at, I find a reason to grow. So even in the gang thing, and even in the selling, you know, I still was mentoring. I still go back to that same neighborhood and I still mentor. I still talk to the same people that I gang gangbang with same
0: one. What a testimony. I know you've probably saved hundreds or maybe thousands of lives. Have you realized the magnitude of what you do at this point? Uh, no, I, mean, I well like a, it's it's just something amazing how you're able to connect with people. Not everyone has that gift. And not only you connect with others, you You bring out something in them that makes them more, I guess, positive or just want to do more.
1: You know what I mean? I think it's my transparency because I'm one of those people that if you knew me in real life, you would know that, you know, I'm one of those show and prove. So if I say something, I probably have paperwork from 2006 to back it up. If I, mm-hmm. you know, I I have letters of, I've been asking for letters of recommendation since 1993. I think I was 14 at that time, August of 2000, I was 14. And, I, you know, I've been on my hustle since before you know everything happened where I became a prostitute. before all of that prostitution and rebellion. I really was wanting to be an entrepreneur because I watched my parents, who were both entrepreneurs, so I've always mm-hmm. had to sort of drive I've always been driven, and you know I just sort of put that into everything I do when I decided to rescue teen prostitutes and make that my full time job. It was sort of like you know you have to go hard to go home and so right. i don't I don't look back at accolades because, you know, I came at a time when there were no accolades. You know, people weren't given accolades for what I was doing, you know, because there weren't many Mm -hmm. people doing what I was doing. So people weren't really given accolades for that. But now, you know, we're in a situation where people actually, you know, are noticing what I do. And, you know, it's nice, but I've been doing this for years. So I don't really really require the accolades because I've been doing this for years.
0: You recently... Been invited to be a guest on the Maury Povich show, and this particular show, you were assisting three teenage girls who were going down the wrong path.
1: Can you tell us how you became a guest on mori show? Yeah, well, they called they called me up, and at first, I thought it was you know sort of a joke. You know, I'm thinking to myself, I have a donor for my kids, so definitely they. Shouldn't be calling me for a "You're the Father" show, and then, <laughs> right. you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, what, what else could they be calling me for? And so when, you know, I, sort of inquiring minds wanted to know, so mm-hmm. I found out that they were, I found out they were doing a show, in order to help the at-risk girls, and I said to myself, this is a great opportunity for me to tell them that I didn't like the shows they did before because I didn't find them authentic, and so. Mm-hmm. When I wow. um, that, that 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 pretty much is how I got on the show. I mean, it was me talking to a series of different producers and their legal team about seven different times. And
0: once mm. they verified that I
1: am who I am because, you know, it's like I'm a self-esteem queen, so what's your resume? I mean, I have a biography, and it looks nice, but what's your resume? And it's at a time like this that all of that stuff that I've collected over the years now makes sense because I was able to provide them with proof of, oh, I've been doing this and this long and this and that. And so it gave them the validity, validity to say, okay, let's have her on the show because, you know, whatever. What do you think,
0: you know, there were a lot of questions surrounding you being on the Mara show. What do you think this show would do for your reputation given its raunchy nature?
1: Well, for me, I, you know, had I been going on a show about, you know, something raunchy, I wouldn't have went on the show you know when it comes to to when it comes to mentoring at risk teens i'll do it i'm i'm sort of like you know doctor seuss i'll do it in a hat i'll do it with a cat i'll do it in a box i'll do it with a fox like i am committed to helping at risk teens and at risk teens are everywhere and so this was an opportunity for me sort of to show people yeah, this is what I've been doing for years. You can't really talk about it in a Facebook post. You can't really, you know, take a video camera. And this is an opportunity for people to see what I actually do in a whole day.
0: Going back to Mari's raunchy nature, um, a lot of people wanted to know, well, are the scenes you shot in the jail you see, were real? You know, I,
1: I felt that it was real. It
0: looked real to me.
1: Well, let me start off by saying I'm not an actress. You know, when they called me, they asked me what my after-something was, and I said, I don't, I don't even know what an after-anything is. You know, I'm not an actress. And so um, it basically was very real. They didn't tell the girls that I was coming. So that element of surprise that you saw when I actually stepped out on the stage, that was very oh, much man. real because the girls had no idea that I was there, and they were told that no, they would have no surprises. And then I popped up. So there's that immediate anger. And whereas it would look to be staged, you know, that's really the element of surprise. They also didn't know that they were going to jail. So one, one of the girls specifically said, you're not sending us to jail, and they were told that they weren't going to jail. So for them to get upset, yeah, that was very real. And it was very unexpected by me, but because this is what I do for a living, you know, people sort of were like, "Oh my gosh, I would have be hurt." Well, you know, I deal with kids getting in my face, I deal with pimps getting in my face, so I Mm -hmm. I wasn't concerned. I wasn't concerned with that, and I don't honestly even recall um, the audience. I don't even remember looking at the audience. I just remember I went out there with the mission, and my mission was to talk to these girls.
0: I don't even think you looked at the audience either because you came out there with the vengeance. I mean, you were like a incredible Hulk coming out there. And I'm not sure if you were able, were you able to hear the girls
1: talk and
0: disrespect their mothers prior to you coming on the
1: stage? Yeah, and here's the thing. So they give you sort of a, a light-up of each girl, you know, but you don't get the magnitude of, what you're dealing with until you mm-hmm. see it right there. So as everyone was watching, I was backstage watching as well. So my my anger was sort of, you know, more intense because, again, you're finding out everything right then. So you don't have a mm-hmm. moment to say, oh, I I will react this way or I will react that way. Everything is mm-hmm. right then and right now. So by the time the third girl came out, Melissa, I was like, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Like, Let me out there. Like, this is crazy. You know, you hear about it, and the the parts that that are taped the the day before are what you see before I actually come out. So, again, I heard about what the girls were doing, but to see them in action and the magnitude by which they're disrespectful, yeah, yeah, it was a lot for me to handle. I don't take this very well. Uh Uh-uh, uh-uh.
0: It was it was a lot for me to handle, to sit back and watch. I swear I wanted to go through the television and took one of them girls up and whooped their behinds. I swear that's how I was feeling. But you can also feel the pain and the source in which that pain was coming from, from these young girls and why they were reacting the way they were acting. And one of the girls, I think, if I'm not mistaken, she had lost her virginity at 11 years old. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That was crazy to me. And then another one, she—I think she was beating on her mom. Her mom was petrified of her. And I think another one, she hadn't—she hadn't had any sex, so she was still a virgin. But she was still very disrespectful to her mother. And yeah,
1: that—that—that that, that, that third one that you're mentioning, she actually kicked her mother in the face and um, had her mother's tooth go through her lip. Yes. <sighs> That was crazy. Now, when that was all in, very real.
0: It, it I can't, you know, I watch a lot of reality television, and I've been watching Maury for years, and, you know, a lot of the the um, viewers, that's their first question, is this real? But I felt, because I know you, I've had the opportunity to speak with you, and I know your passion, and I know your background, I instantly knew, okay, this this is not nothing to play with. This is real. Well, These girls are real.
1: Well, let me say this. So I've been approached by other shows in the past, other talk shows like the Bill Cunningham show and another show. And, you know, I don't, I, I didn't resonate with those shows. Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean?
1: And I I won't necessarily say that I resonate with the Maury show, but what I will say is that when you're looking at your own career and your own brand, like in, in my instance, you know, I'm sort of known as the Harriet Tubman of the teenage prostitution world because I've been rescuing teens in my BMW for years, you know, and mm-hmm. I've I've sort of been kicking down motel room doors for years without reality show cameras and things like that. So in that regard, yeah, I've sort of led the underground railroad for teenage prostitution and in 10 years, I rescued over 4600 kids without reality TV, without a sponsor, mm-hmm. without donors, without, you know, so it's like I know that what I did was something really, really big and you know, it would be great to be on Oprah to do a show all about me, but my life really is all about teenagers. Everything that I do is about teenagers. And so for me, I felt like the show was a great place to to show That even though they have raunchiness, there's an area where they want to help, and they're bringing in the best expert to do that. And I feel like I am one of the best experts in this field because I used to be there. I've been through Mm -hmm. what these girls have been through. I'm not that much older than them, and there are people in Mm -hmm. my life that I can call and say, remember when I was so and so and have them eat so it's like I have reference points. I can call my mom and my mom will say, Yeah, she and I saw you know, my mom can I call my mom with the girls in the van on the way to the jail and my mom told them the story. So it wasn't just me telling the story. There were no cameras in the van. So they got a chance to see pictures of me actually throwing up gang signs. They got a chance to see obituaries <sighs> from my friends. They got a chance to see newspaper clippings from my friends that Mm -hmm. were killed. They got a chance to see letters from my friend doing 25 to life. So they got to see the real me. And by the the time we got to the jail, you know, there was a connection, and that connection is because I'm so transparent. And I'm transparent because I didn't experience these things to put them in a closet and close the door. People Mm -hmm. are so afraid. People don't want to reveal their wounds, and then they get so embarrassed when somebody else reveals it for you. Let me just go ahead and put all my skeletons out there, and then nobody can say, "Oh, she was a prostitute." Yeah, we know that. Oh, yeah, she was an expert. Oh, yeah, we know that. You know, I don't, right, I don't right. have, I don't have, I don't have this need of fascination, right, to glorify having sex with mm-hmm. people for money, where it diminished my self esteem. I don't have a need to glorify gangbanging when I have friends doing twenty five to life. I don't have a need to glorify mm-hmm. hanging out in the street and having promiscuity with sex when I have friends that have died from AIDS. So my job is to come out and say I know about this because I've been there and done that. Not because I have a master's degree, not because I went to a great university, but because I've lived that life and I overcame depression, I overcame suicidal tendencies, I overcame, mm-hmm. study, I overcame a bad relationship with my mom, I overcame all of that, and now right. I can tell you how to overcome that as well. That's Oof. what the show really is for me, you know what I mean? Because people yeah. just get a peek, at, people just get a peek inside. Right? But mm-hmm. then when they get to know the real me, it's like, oh wow, she does a, a show for, for survivors of sexual abuse. Oh, she has a, a non-profit aimed at helping teens in the LGBT. Oh, she's been helping Hill Harper's Foundation for years. Mm-hmm. Oh, she, so then, you know, but yeah, I, I don't need cameras for that. It's great to now have that so people can see it. But the show really was just for me to get on and say, This is what I do, and there are people like this that very much need help, and I shouldn't be the only one helping them. It shouldn't take a TV show. Their problems are very much real. What they're talking about is very much real. What they're doing is very much real, and I Mm -hmm. think that people need to know that there are people like me out there that really help kids like that. That's where the sponsorship should be. You know that people people that really mentor.
0: Is there anything long term set up for? The girls, as far as continuing to stay um, in contact with him, because you know you, you can't fix anyone in a day. You can't fix anyone in a couple of hours. I know there's some. There has to be some sort, some sort of um, consistency with them to make sure they're continuing to stay on the right path. Does the Maury show do anything like that for the girls?
1: I'm gonna answer the first question and then the second question, but I'll answer the okay. second question first. So the second question, the okay. answer to that one does the show, no, they they wow. seemingly don't they seemingly don't offer aftercare, and because these people have real problems, they really need the aftercare. I stepped yes. in, even though they you know didn't it wasn't an obligation of mine, and they told me that it wasn't necessary for me to do. I stepped in and have stayed in contact with these girls and their moms, and. You know, I will say that while you can't change someone overnight, you can give them a jump start, which is what I believe they need mm-hmm. because although a couple of them have had pitfalls, which, you know, that happens even when you go to a thirty day rehab or a sixty 60- or ninety day rehab, you still have yeah. relapses. And so although they have had relapses, you know, I am happy to say they all are still doing well. Um, one of the, the one of I mean, I have text messages and stuff like that, but You know, it makes me feel good to know that, for me, when I said it wasn't just a show, it wasn't. And it feels good because each of them got a copy of my book on the way to the jail. So they had two hours to sit and listen to me talk, and then Mm -hmm. some through my book. And so then when they talked to my mom, then they knew it was really real. And then their ears, their ears were open, and they were receptive to hear what I had to say. And that's how you change lives.
0: Amen. That's exactly how you change lives. Would you ever do the show again?
1: Yeah, i definitely do the show again because I think that if this is a place where I can get girls, I mean, I'll take girls from anywhere. You know, I'll take boys too, but I'll, I'll take girls from anywhere. I don't care what the setting is. I'll take them from anywhere because the reality is that, I did have an impact in just one day. I still talk to them after that day. I didn't know how they really felt about me prior to getting in the van until I saw it on the Maury show. I didn't know that, you know, one of the Kelsey said, you know, she needs to go back to where she came from. You know, we Hmm. laughed about that. (laughs) After after the show, I called her and I said, huh, I need to go back to where I came from. (laughs) I remember that. You know it's like you know you don't you know I know them personally, so I know that none of this was staged, and I know that you know they really yeah. were unhappy and they didn't want to talk to anybody and it's like you know to to be able to have that impact where they still talk to me and we still have conversations and they're still very honest with me and it, it really it feels good it feels good to know that I'm having an impact on the world one person at a time if I have to go on the morning to do sure, I'll do that, mhm.
0: I have to say you've inspired me, you've inspired me to not only be a better person, but to do more to help others, you know. And I want to thank you for coming on the Side Effect Radio Show. I hope you join me again soon. And can you tell everyone how they can connect with you? I know you redid their website for 2013, and it looks nice. May I add, you want to share that information?
1: Yeah, thanks a lot. I'm always into the makeover. I don't think that my information should change, but I think that it's always good to have, you know, a a makeover in life and on the Internet. So, yeah, my website is new. I'm trying to merge everything together. You know, my academy Mm -hmm. is now on Self-Esteem Queen, so everything that you would need, my website is a one-stop shop. I have a few books coming out in 2013, the relaunch of uh, Self-Esteem Queen Academy, and I'm also going to... Release my t shirt line, and I'm really excited about awesome. that because you know I've waited a long time to do that, and there are some things that I want to say that can only be said on a shirt. So,
0: mm, I love it, I love it. And what's that website again?
1: Self esteem com.
0: There we go. Dawn, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to speak with me. I know you have those twins over there. Congratulations on the babies. Thank I you.
1: Love so much. They're
0: adorable. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed the interview with Don, the Self Esteem Queen. I enjoyed every moment, and I can't wait to have her back on the show. She has so much to give, and um, again, follow her on Twitter, Self Esteem Queen. Also, check out her website. Googler, Dawn the Self-Esteem Queen. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, I am Sai, And don't forget to check the like button on Facebook, The Sai Effect. Until next time, continue to spread peace and love.